0: Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here from Largo, Florida. Hope you're all doing well today. It's a little overcast. I'm hoping it doesn't rain. So if I have to sprint for cover here, um, it's because it started raining, but I'm, I'm hoping to stay out here in the in the direct sun and not have to be underneath the awning. So um, we have our sale that ends at the end of October, or the end of October, the end of September. It ends the beginning of October on our Fundamentals of Wellness with Coaching. Um, so get in on that we get if we get the first month at 50 percent off get in check it out we have weekly coaching calls and then we have um two additional calls so we got six coaching calls a month essentially once you get into the course and constantly adding new chapters new sub sub uh i guess you could call it sub um little mini courses within the course based on what you want. We're doing one on blood pressure right now. We're actually, right after this is over, we're getting on and doing a a webinar on blood pressure uh, that we're gonna make part of the mini course. And you can watch these webinars that we do every week. We're gonna do a different webinar every week. Part of the course, you'll be able to uh, sign in uh, through StreamYard. And uh, the only way to get access to that is through our email list. So it's late, too late to get in on this one. But if you wanna get on the next one, go down to the description below, go to Stillman Wellness. When you go to the website, the pop-up will come up. When the pop-up comes up, put your email list in there. Be totally transparent. You're gonna go through an email sequence uh, where you're gonna get a sales emails for the fundamentals of wellness. And then once you get through that, I think it's like five or six days, then you're gonna get like, we generally send out three to four emails a week, but Monday night and Wednesday night, you will get the email to the link to our weekly stream yard, uh, kind of as a bonus for being on our uh, email list. Good morning, Dr. Stillman. How are you?
1: Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jim.
0: I was watching a, a guy who's an expert on like statistics, and he was, you know, I'm not a big fan of marathons. I mean, if you love them, great. <laughs>
1: Interesting, that uh,
0: it's, it's not because of thoughts uh, that people get in the hospital quickly, so,
1: uh,
0: that's typically raised, uh, the uh, death, particularly in the old population. So, that was very interesting. But, people,
1: females. But hey that's little thing. But little hidden
0: what why little things uh too often matter. And then there's the comments from um you know experience originally with uh actually this, this starts way back in my wrestling where my wrestling coach was very adamant technique because I would basically use strength to try and overpower people and he would remember that. And then it, 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 you know, as my career progressed and I got against bigger and stronger people, it really made a huge difference. Like technique was a massive, massive difference. So I was kind of exposed to this principle early on. And same with football, like you can be big and strong, but if you can't get in the right position on the field, it's really gonna inhibit your ability to block. So I'd been in a car accident, it was around 2009 I was having problems coming back from this car accident, so I went up and seen Bill Hartman Bill's this really, really smart guy. if you ever go look at his stuff um he's super smart um a wealth of knowledge, and he looked at me
1: like well
0: um, Got driving in the car and for here and back choose ever really back and if i do get it back to a day, immediately so this where i would give people one or two simple things and we see this all the time in the coaching practice we'll tell people about things and things to do and then they'll be like, "Well, I'm not seeing any progress." And you're like, "Are you actually doing what I told you?" And they're like, "No, not really." And um, you know, the story where this really comes out is is there's a lady I saw this past weekend who has been having some headache issues. And she'd been doing all sorts of different things to try and try and mitigate these issues. And I gave her one drill to do, and she her big issue is she couldn't get air into her into her upper chest. And she's very compressed and her pelvis was dumped forward um and a lot of the things she was doing actually was making her problem worse so i gave her one simple thing doing my neck um and so that just goes to show you if you do the right thing and, and i think this carries over into something simple like water too like if you're constantly drinking tap water that has birth control and fluoride in it, the long-term side effects is that something simple as switching to spring water over time can have a have massive ramifications downstream. So there's my little my little intro. Are you there, Doctor?
1: I'm here. It's just that you were cutting in and out so much that I had trouble tracking, and so I was looking at our social media uh, okay. to see if we were actually and it's amazing. It comes through clearly yeah. from what I can tell on YouTube and Twitter. Yes. So there's been many I times don't when I know I've, what mm-hmm. you spent the last four minutes talking about, but I do okay. know what you spent the last four minutes talking about because we talk about it all okay. the time and the sure. title says it all, right? Small hinges or right. little hinges swing big doors. And people are surprised by that. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they want to make it harder than it is, right? Yes, <clears throat> they want to make it complicated. I had this mentor. His name was Nick Gonzalez. He was a doctor. He only treated terminal cancer patients with integrative and natural methods. And he used to say medical schools where they take simple things and make them complicated and they take complicated things and they make them incomprehensible. Right. And I think it was Einstein who said, if you can't explain it to a five-year-old, you don't understand it well enough. And we try to do our best to take complicated things and make them simple and take incomprehensible things and make them only merely complicated. But people give us so much resistance and pushback on that. And that's partly, to be honest with people, part one of the reasons why if you go into the the blog, you know, blogs and 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 podcasts and the health and wellness, I call it the health and wellness info space, because a former mentor of mine used to call it that. I think it's a pretty I mean you probably know what that is if you're listening to this, even if it's a novel term. Uh if you go out there, you're gonna see people who are giving you these very complicated uh, very um in-depth very i'll just say sometimes extreme uh methods to achieve wellness and uh a lot of what they're doing is making it complicated because people want that and it's funny i i talked to somebody recently about this who, who lamented the fact that people expect to get their health and wellness information for free uh and they'll only really spend money on products and only the super wealthy will put their money into services. Uh, and I gotta be honest with you, from my experience, taking care of high net worth people, many of them are doing it for the wrong reasons. They want to have something to brag about, you know, the doctor that they, they go to who's very expensive becomes, you know, it's, it's another bragging, bragging or talking point. Look at my Lambo, look at me. I have my doctor's cell phone number in my cell phone. I can call him anytime day or night and have him come visit me or whatever. Um, uh, And I got to be honest with people, it's very important for you to get the message. Being healthy and well does not have to be complicated at the fundamental level. It's very simple. And we help people get there and we help cut through all the noise and confusion. And we'll have people who come to work with us who they've tried all the fancy things, they've tried all the complicated protocols and they've used all the fancy gadgets and gizmos and whatever. And sometimes the challenge for us is figuring out what they're doing wrong. That's fundamental. Uh, that isn't necessarily obvious, but that's what we do. I mean, day in and day out on these coaching calls, we're finding that problem for people and helping them understand why it might be the problem and what to do about it. And a lot of that comes back to trying to get them to stop focusing on, so to speak, the door and looking at the hinges, right? What's going on with the hinges? Cause if you take a door that's rusted shut and you put some WD 40 on it and you knock some of that rust off of those hinges, all of a sudden your whole life gets a lot easier. And that's what we help people to do. What are the hinges? How do we fix them? And how do we, you know, get the door swinging smoothly again on them? It's part of why we focus so much on hormones and neurotransmitters and things that help people to optimize those levels and then the circadian rhythms of those biomolecules because hormones are small hinges. They swing the doors of physiology in a very powerful direction. and it's part of why you know you you will see so many people out there talking about hormones and yet so many of them don't get the fundamentals right and so they end up using hormones either therapeutically or um they're talking about hormone balancing or this or that or whatever and they just they make it complicated it doesn't have to be complicated it can be very simple
0: yeah absolutely and, and all these little habits that compound over time right and a lot of people a lot of people um they, they just don't, they, they think that a lot of the people that come to us are highly driven and they're looking for like- 90%, hard, you think it's 90%? Hard, yeah, it's, it's probably 90%. They're looking for hard work or they're looking for this like, you know, uh, this thing that they have to do that's gonna be magical. And what they don't understand is it's these little things throughout the day, taking 10 minutes to go sit in nature and breathing calmly through your nose, closing your mouth, breathing through your nose. yeah You know, I used to laugh at breathing. Like when I first was exposed to this, I thought it was such a joke. But then mm-hmm. when you think about it, how you breathe thousands of times, you know, say you have a respiratory rate that's like 18 or 19 versus mm-hmm. 11,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Per minute. 11, uh, per minute, right. So think about an
1: hour, 24 right. hours in a day.
0: So if you have a respiratory rate that's constantly towards 20 over the, over the course of a whole year that's a lot more breath that's a lot more oxidative stress that's a lot more wear and tear on your system Mm -hmm. so if you can learn how to shut that high respiratory rate off and and gear down so you're breathing less you're burning less less fuel so to speak and you're you're not have your body in this high rev state where you're in a high stress state all the time you know your body is going to be in a better place you're going to have more mineral resources you're going to have more hormone resources you're going to have right uh, a bigger bandwidth to push on you know because right. when you're revving at a high rpm all the time and if you're driving a car and' you're, you're near a red line, you don't have anywhere else to go. but if you're, you're you're riding if you're driving at 2,000 rpm you've got the whole power band ahead of you. So a lot of what we do is, is is getting people and it takes people a long time. like when we do our calls it's like, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Well, I haven't been consistent or I did it once and it didn't work you know a lot of this stuff takes consistency over time particularly when we're looking to like make a change to the shape of the actual skeleton or um a lot of these patterns are so ingrained because you've that's the only strategy you've had it takes time for the brain to be like oh there's a different way to do this this isn't the only strategy i have and it, and you have to be consistent with it and a lot of the times the exercises that people are given one don't really take into account. They look at muscles instead of position because very rarely have i ever experienced a muscle actually being weak. Most of the time it's the muscle is not in the right position for it to do what it's supposed to do. So they don't, people don't take into account that. It's like, if I take you out in the parking lot and we put a van in a Walmart parking lot and we put it in neutral and I tell you to push that van in the parking lot standing straight up. Yeah. Are you weak? No, but if I, if I let you, Crouch down and get lower and put your body in a better position. So you have leverage all of a sudden you can push that van at a pretty good clip because you're in the right position. A lot of that happens with, you know, the glutes or the shoulder, The, the shoulder is not in a position that allows the musculature to work in the way it's supposed to. And so people will think they need to strengthen a muscle when they actually need to change the position that they're in so that the muscles can do what they're supposed to do. And so, a lot of times people don't don't understand that perceptive and a lot of times when i work with people it's just a matter of giving them a different exercise variation that allows them to to line the structure up and get their body moving in the way it's supposed to or you know not necessarily supposed to but that's more ideal for biomechanically biomechanic efficiency um and things just all of a sudden turn on automatically as opposed to you know i'm going to do this specific you know, to act, you know, to my to to activate my glute mead, you know, if your hips are in the right position, that glute mead is going to do its job. If the hips are not in the right position, that glute mead can't do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. So and we see the
1: same thing with supplements, meal timing, everything, right? Right. A great meal, um, eaten in the middle of the night is not a great meal. It is a circadian catastrophe. And that's one thing that a lot of people get wrong, right? It's not necessarily bad ipso facto facto to be on social media, you don't have to completely kick the habit. But if you're scrolling through Instagram, Twitter, any of these social media platforms on your phone at night, you're gonna wreck your sleep, you're gonna have disrupted circadian rhythms, you're gonna have poor sleep quality, all kinds of problems go away when we get people to wear blue blockers and put their phone down and on airplane mode at seven or eight o'clock at night. It's you know, two to of the steal, most powerful habits we give people.
0: To steal a, another uh, thing from Bill Hartman, and I steal a lot of things from Bill, but I always give him credit. It's all about trade-offs. And we're really trade-off managers, it right? You know, if you're going to be a night true. shift worker, there's going to be certain things that you're going to pay a price for. And one of those is you're you're not going to live as long. Like that's just mm-hmm. that's just reality. But if you choose to do that, if you have to do that, then for example, the things we could do to n- offset some of that, is making sure that your diet's really in order, making sure the days you're not working, your sleep is dialed in as much as possible, Um, making sure that you're not training really, really hard on the days you work nights, you know? Um, Things along those lines, but letting people know, like, look, you know, when people come to me, they're vegan or vegetarian, I'm like, your results are gonna be limited. You can take supplements, you can do these things. If you're gonna work night shift, or if you're gonna drink excessive amounts of alcohol, there's only so much you can do. So if it's more like we had a lady join our fat loss program, she's like, I want a fat loss program. I want you to write it for me. I drink generally four to six glasses of wine a night. And I was like, you're probably not going to get very good results. And she's like, well, I refuse to give that up. And I'm just like, well, then the consequences of that are probably you're not going to sleep well. And it's going to be very difficult for you to lose body fat. Yeah. And and I was completely honest with her and she decided not to not to take the course. Yeah. They let
1: those people fire themselves or we fire them.
0: Right. And so it's like, OK, if you if you choose to, you know, uh, to be that way where I'm not going to eat this or I'm not going to eat
1: that, I can only eat this or, you know, you limit yourself it, and you it's put yourself like asking in a box to put out a, a house fire when you're in the kitchen playing with matches around a stove that's got the, right. the gas turned up to high and the pilot lights not on. Right. And, you and, know, and you're you're and, and the other thing is that actually can create real blowback on us. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody gets a bad outcome because they were being irresponsible. And they say, well, it's Dr. Stillman and Jim Laird's fault. No, it's not. You know, we're not interested in working with people who are not willing to do what it takes to achieve their goals. Or at least have an open mind. You know, at least be have open an open mind through. and have a conversation about it. Be flexible in what they're doing. I mean, there
0: are certain situations and where also people be flexible about no what the choice. goal is right correct We've
1: had so many people come to us with unrealistic goals and we say look that goal is unrealistic and here's why yeah. and they often kick back and and push back and say well look well that's what i want you know is there any way we can sort of get there and we say you know because here's the thing and this is what a lot of people don't realize is if you are willing to get into the world of performance enhancing drugs and if you're willing to go to extreme lengths with things like you know biohacking or whatever you want to call it You can do some pretty crazy stuff, um, but it's not free.
0: There's no free lunch. There's there's no free
1: lunch. There's consequences. You get to pay for it. You can pay for it with time. You can pay for it with money. Sometimes you pay for it with unavoidable health consequences, but you're going to pay for it Mm -hmm. and we're not going to pretend that you're not going to pay for it. And a lot of people out there in this space don't talk about the trade offs. They just talk about the upside. They don't talk about the harsh realities of life. And they're not coaching people; they're just selling stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, like yesterday, we had a, a conversation with an a awesome young man that we're we're both friends with, and he's he's been wanting to gain weight, and he's been you know upping his calories, and 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 his body just doesn't like it, you know. And it's like, look, dude, like you're just a uh, you're not uh built to have, to carry around a large amount of muscle. Your body doesn't like the fact that you're eating a lot more calories. It's showing you some resistance, so you might just need to get to accept the fact it's just like me. I'm never going to play in the NBA, Um, you know, like unless I buy an NBA team. Uh, mm-hmm. And if I played, I would really it would really suck. Right. <laughs> you um,
1: drag your team
0: down. Oh, dude. Well, unless they changed the rules in the NBA and made it like full contact NBA, like you could like hit people and like take people's legs out and stuff. I'd have a chance. But um, it's really it's funny. Like I had a, a girl who was five foot two who mm-hmm. wanted to be a division one soccer goalie. And I told her, I said, look, there's, I took a girl that was like 5'11 and stood her, and she's like, well, if I get my vertical jump higher, I'm like, okay, so I, she's like, I need to put 10 inches on my vertical. So I put a 10 inch box on the, and I had her stand on it. And, you know, I had her basically standing next to this girl in the squat rack and the 5'11 girl could put her hand on the squat rack without even jumping at the top of the squat rack, you know, like where you do pull-ups. She had a long wingspan, super tall. This girl, she, even on the 10-inch box, when she jumped, she still couldn't touch the top of the squat rack. And I told her, look, if you really are set on playing D1, you need to change positions now while you still have time. Because you, you know women generally tend to stop growing at 14. This girl was 16. I was like, you need to change to a different position. And then you need to be a little more realistic and maybe think about playing a division three school or something like that. Her parents did not like that. And they went to another trainer who said, oh, well, I can get you there. You know, we'll just work on your vertical. And, you know, obviously that didn't end well for her, but I refuse to buy into the fact that like, I'm sorry, there are exceptions like, in you know, in baseball pitching and things like that, but there's no division one school in the country that's going to take a five foot two goalie
1: because yeah, people are just right. going to
0: kick it over her head from midfield, right? right. In high school, they can't do that because most girls don't have enough power to kick it from midfield. So she could get away and the, the team she was playing for was really good up front. So they she never really saw much action in, in, in the nets. So, you know, it, but I but I refuse to like it's kind of like, um, you know, if I had a guy who was like five foot six and weighed 160 pounds and his lifelong goal was to be a sumo wrestler, it's like, what, well, dude, I, like, I'm sorry, like, that's not going to work. Like, you're, you're going to killing yourself in the process. Right,
1: right, right. No, it's and, you know, for those of you who are thinking, well, I'm not a high performance athlete. I'm a CEO, I'm an executive, I'm a highly paid professional, I'm this, I'm that. You still have performance goals that you come to us with that are somewhat unrealistic. Like, hey, I know I live in a totally art- artificial environment. I need another 10 years of really highly productive work. I want to do it all natural. And um, how do I do that? And you know, if somebody comes to me in that position, some of my questions are things like, Uh, Do you want to have children, more children, if you've already got some? Why? Because one of the only ways to to help particularly men who are in a position where they have to be at a high level of performance, but their health is waning because they live a very artificial life. They're in a highly dense urban environment. They don't have access to the freshest, healthiest food. Because let's face it, even if you're eating organic food in this country, the organic food movement has really been co-opted by big agriculture or the big food industry right and so it's not really that organic it's organic light so we often see people in this position and their testosterone is low and they say well i need more gas in the tank what do we do to get there one of the only things you can do in that situation to really help boost their performance and improve their metabolism is to give them more testosterone and i'll have people say well look i just want to do it naturally and i say look i respect that i get it but You're asking me, to. there's not really another good way for me to do this. Can we do things with nutrition and can we dump supplements into the system and try and balance them and all that kind of stuff? Yes, but we we just, people are not realistic about what their physiology can accomplish. And that's a, I mean, that's 90% of, I think, what we do. We help them understand what those limits are and then how to get the most out of what they are. Because each of you is different. I mean, so many of you have got unique... For example, um, receptor polymorphisms in your neurotransmitters. You take somebody who's got a DRD2, uh, dopamine receptor mutation, uh, yeah, or a DRD4 dopamine receptor mutation. That person has a radically different wiring in their brain. Um, they're different behavior, different bad habits, different compensatory strategies, uh, different desires in life. They're wired differently. You can't teach that person, coach that person. Or treat that person as a physician the same way as you're treating somebody who has, for example, um, some kind of predisposition, genetic predisposition to like a higher serotonin level, which can be associated with some traits for things like OCD. And I don't always get to that with with genetic testing, but I do look at the personality and and adjust the approach accordingly. So, do well, you? you we talked about that a lot.
0: Well, and with social media, people tend to look at outliers. You know, mm-hmm. people like Goggins, people like. You know, uh, like Dennis Rodman, I -hmm. use him as an example, a time party all night and then still go play at a high level in the NBA. Um, And then also people will be like, well, I did this for three months. Your body can handle some serious abuse, but then eventually the body's like, well, I can't do this anymore. And even if you give someone testosterone- Your underlying physiology falls apart. You have to basically, when you give someone testosterone, you have to be very open with them, like, look, you know, The lifestyle that got you to the low testosterone. If we give you supplemental testosterone or supplemental thyroid and you continue to do the things that got you in this situation in the first place, if you don't make some effort for self care, you're going to end up in big trouble. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, educating these people like, okay, we'll give you testosterone, but you have to change your lifestyle for you for this to be sustainable so we don't have to keep jacking your testosterone up. And then there comes right. a point where the testosterone actually becomes a negative at a certain at a certain rate. Right. So mm. a lot of people would just like, well, I'm just going to take more testosterone. And th- and I fell into that, you know, when I first got in trouble because I wasn't sleeping enough. I had no self care. and And the testosterone and the stimulants allowed me to do that for a certain period of time. And then eventually you know, the repo man showed up at my at, at my house and said, dude, like, it's time the, to pay." The
1: physiologic
0: I, medical repo, man, the re- medical repo. And we, we deal with this with with I moms, like too, you know, moms that are really busy, they have a career, you know, they, they have kids and, and they're they're running around with the chicken with a head cut off. And then they expect to, to look a certain way or be able to go to the gym and train really hard. And it's like, look, like, there's trade offs here, like you can't rob Peter to pay Paul forever. Right. So you're gonna have to take some time and and make some choices that are gonna allow you to have more reserves so you can actually maybe train hard or do whatever you need to do. Right. Right. So that's basically, you know, what we spend a lot of time doing is is teaching people about trade offs and and about, you know, hey, like think about what you're doing and, and why are you doing it, you know? And and a lot of people don't understand like. You know, I I get into this conversation a lot with people about being lean, like being super lean, like being really, really lean is a lot of hard work for certain people. Right. Do you want to put all that effort to go from like if you're a guy and you're like 10, 11 percent and you want to be eight or six? That is. Yeah. And if you're a woman and if you're 18 percent and you want to be 13 or 14 percent, that's a totally like different lifestyle that you're going to be missing out on a lot of other things. So are you, do you want to pay the price of that? Is it worth it to you? So you have to figure out, you know, what people, what people want to, want to do. And a lot of times people, and and a lot of people will think like leaner is healthier. And there comes a point where being super lean all the time becomes almost a a liability,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, I think that's enough for today. Thanks everyone for joining us. Make sure that you get outside. We are going to be doing a free webinar at 10 o'clock. If you haven't signed up for our email list, I think you're too late for today's webinar. But you are. But sign up and you will get the invite for next week's. What's That's today? Today's uh, Blood Pressure Secrets, right? Yeah, Blood Pressure Secrets, Blood which pressure is going to be secrets. part
0: of our Fundamentals of Wellness. So if you, you want to watch it, you can sign up for the Fundamentals of Wellness, which is discounted correct. Uh, in right the link below. Connected. And you're going to get all these courses, plus you're going to get weekly coaching uh, and we'll be able to get you in the right direction. So That's have right. yourself a great day.